Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Two bits of business for you. Well, one bit of conjecture, but first a bit of business. The hottest guests in the game. To be a general manager in this league, every now and then you got to do something outside of the box. Access you won't get anywhere else. Connor McDavid is not going to be denied. At some point, he's just going to pick this team up and put it on his back. Well, the Edmonton Oilers just went full Harlem Globetrotters on that. This is Leon Dreisaitl. I'm Darnell Nurse. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on your home for Oilers Hockey. 630 Place. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. The Columbus Blue Jackets are in town. The Edmonton Oilers on a 13-game heater and a lot to get to. Coming up, uh, we will hear from Edmonton Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch, Dylan Holloway. We're going to replay a clip yesterday from Bakersfield Condors head coach Colin Chalk. We'll set up the uh, lines for the two teams tonight. We'll tell you it'll be Stuart Skinner against Elvis Merzlichkins. Merzlichkins represented by Edmonton's Jerry Johansson. He's already put in a trade request. A $5.4 million cap hit for the next three seasons. After this year, the Blue Jackets, a team that comes with a record of 14-22-9, minus 34 goal differential. The Oilers are plus 28 in their last 13 games on a 13-0 heater, plus 27 on the season. Top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for one year. That's how you build a legacy. The Edmonton Oilers, 13 consecutive victories, the longest for a Canadian franchise in NHL history. So there's that. We're going to go quickly into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. It's cold outside. Grab a brand new vintage wool bat blanket at Direct Workwear for just $39.95. Chris Knobloch expected uh, to have Dylan Holloway center Sam Gagne and Connor Brown had these thoughts on Holloway's performance Saturday night as the Oilers extend their win streak to 13 games with a 3-1 victory in Calgary. I thought he played really well. I thought he played a really good game. Here's his first NHL game playing uh, center. And, um, you know, the timing can be difficult just with the breakouts, uh, defensive reads, um, responsibilities. I thought he did a heck of a job all over the ice. And um, offensively, he created some scoring chances. You know, he was on the ice for the game-winning goal, but he made a couple excellent plays on rushes where he set up uh, 
Connor Brown in the first period, so CC in the second. You know, we made some really nice plays, but we were very happy with his performance. Uh, we have some breaking news. Let's go to it right now. Yeah, we're going to do that. We right interrupt this broadcast for 630 Edmonton's police chief, Dale McPhee, just issuing a statement on the gun incident at City Hall this morning. He then proceeded through City Hall with a firearm firing multiple shots and shattering glass within the building. In addition to the firearm, the suspect was heavily armed with several handled incendiary devices, which we believe to be Molotov cocktails, causing one small fire outside of an elevator. EPS members and City Hall security responded within minutes, putting the building on lockdown and determined the suspect. It is also worth noting that it's an unarmed commissioner that initially detained this individual. His actions were above and beyond, and for that we are grateful while the officers got there within mere minutes. Officers, including EPS Tactical and Bomb Unit, cleared City Hall to confirm there were no injuries or casualties. And police helped evacuate everybody pretty much from City Hall, made sure there were no other explosive devices. That's a quick breaking story on what happened at City Hall this morning, Bob. I'm Randy Kilburn. Yeah, the uh, City Hall lockdown. We were over here at Rogers Place as the owners get ready to take on the Columbus uh, Blue Jackets. And, uh, of course, the police chief won a Memorial Cup in 1985 as a member of the Prince Albert Raiders. This is Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. And we uh, go back into the Oilers Now audio vault. Chris Knobloch was talking about Dylan Holloway. Holloway had this to say in his return to the NHL Saturday night. Yeah, I thought it went pretty good. Um, ultimately, we got the win, which is huge. Part of history, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I think personally, it was a good game. Felt pretty good. Felt pretty confident in the draws. And yeah, had a lot of fun. So excited, excited for the win. And Holloway adds uh, that he certainly uh, feels like he's getting back up to speed. It's definitely hard coming back after injury, especially being off for two months. But coming back in the game, like I was, I was still confident in my ability. I felt, even though uh, I was out for a while, I was still trying to get better, and I, I still feel like I improved over that time. So uh, I think confidence-wise, I feel pretty good right now and just want to keep it going. Uh, the order looks like being called up on the the big news was signing Corey Perry. He will not play tonight. We'll get to the lineups momentarily. Uh, Brendan Escott is back at the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan, here's the numbers on the Edmonton Oilers. Since December the 21st, uh, undefeated in 13 games. That's a given. 13-0. and 0. Goal differential plus 28. First in the league. Goals four per game, 3.85. That's actually fourth. Goals against. This is the big one. 1.69 goals against. That's second in the NHL. Their power play is just 18th. At 20%, their penalty kills first at 92.5%. Their five-on-five expected goals for second at 58.2%. If you have that combination of expected goals for 5v5 being one or two in the league and the best penalty killing in the league, generally speaking, you're going to have success. Um, I know that uh, it's funny. I got a couple texts out of the States today. Uh, Ryan Whitney was on uh, Spit and Chicklets in reference to text that I'd sent him some information. I think the this mythology out there that this is McDavid and Drysaddle going supersonic, gin and tonic. I think there's a lot of other players, Brendan, that are uh, making it uh, a strong case that this is a team and not just the action of one or two players. 
I think anybody actually watching Oilers hockey over the last month would see that it's gone right through the lineup from Warren Fogle to Matthias Ekholm to Evan Bouchard. Stuart Skinner is playing out of his mind. The coach has had a tremendous impact on things. So I think we're just not paying close enough attention if we're going to look and say it's a two-man team. All right, so let's do this. Uh, I think you know I'm pretty bullish on Dylan Holloway. There's another player that I think has to be on the team next season. I'm going to cut to the chase. We're about six weeks out from the NHL trade deadline. They're just going through uh, their pre-roll here at Rogers Place. This was discussed when the show was moved, by the way, that there would be factors like this to work in. So you'll hear some noise in the background. Uh, But anyhow, uh, Philip Broberg is a guy that I personally think will be on the Edmonton Oilers full-time next season. Holloway needs to be on the Oilers full-time next season. Those are the two guys that I would not trade. I don't know how much more the Edmonton Oilers need right now. I'm not being arrogant. I'm just saying you've got a limited cap space, and that's one of the questions for you on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Now that the Edmonton Oilers, now that the Edmonton Oilers have Corey Perry changing the dynamic a bit in their bottom six, what else do they need to do? And what are you prepared to move? Because in my world, I don't see, I, I see a window and an opportunity for Holloway and Broberg being uh, Oilers full-time next season. Holloway's here right here right now. He's going to be with the team the rest of the year. At some point, there's going to be an injury in the back end. Broberg's going to come out. But here we go. Um, Yesterday, Brendan had Colin Chalk on the show, and he, better than anybody, has watched Philip Broberg put up 14 points in 21 games and go plus 13. So let's get to that comment yesterday from Colin. You know, I had Philip running the first power play in his rookie year, and then there was ups and downs, and you know, call ups and send downs, and uh, you know, learning uh, a new style of play, and and then you know, you fast forward here in, into year three, and he's a dominating force in Erkley. You know, right now he's playing you know high twenties in minutes. He's running our first power play. Uh, you know, part of the reason why we were four for five last night and three for seven the night before. He's killing penalties. Part of the reasons why our penalty kill. Uh, has killed a five on three uh, last night on the tie game, and uh, you know we scoring a five on three, so uh, he's able to skate himself out of out of uh, um, uh, problems. He's uh, he's blocking shots. He's committing to defending. You know we'd like him to to be a little bit harder and be a little more physical at times. And those are areas as a young player he's he's growing and learning. But um, he's he's controlling the game back there. And uh, you know I, I think the biggest thing is his teammates accept him, uh, and uh, I think. He's really enjoying his time here, and um, you know we're we're getting him ready for that next step whenever the big club uh, calls on. There you go. That's Colin Shock. Yesterday he was on with Brendan Escott on Oilers Now as we're over here for Oilers Photo Day. Special thanks to everybody that swung by uh, our our booth last night. Brendan, for me, it's it's simple. Not for a rental. I would not trade. I mean, I I suppose in theory, if you can get a guy with two or three years left in term and he's a top six forward or an upgrade, and I want you to have in the back end, you have to contemplate it. Um, but I just look at the makeup of the owner's roster, the cap space. They're going to need Holloway and Broberg on entry-level deals next year as fairly inexpensive guys uh, carrying forward here. What do you think? 
Yeah, money-wise, I understand exactly what you're saying. Uh, but depth-wise, I mean, boy, you got to consider the fact they are fully healthy right now. Yes. They are fully healthy. So this is best-case scenario that we're witnessing, and it could be even better with Philip Broberg if he's able to transition this uh, success up to the, the NHL level. Yeah, and, I, and again, I think, you know, something's got to give at some stage here. You've got Darnell Nurse, and you've got Matias Ekholm, and that's $15.25 million on the left side. Brett Kulak at $2.75. I, I, you know, so I'll give you a guy, Brennan, that I would go all in on, but I would not move either Holloway or Broberg in the deal to go get, and that's Elias Lindholm. I like Elias Lindholm. He's a $4.8 million cap hit. Would the Calgary Flames trade him to Edmonton? Probably, well, I don't know. Maybe they would if it's the best deal. The Flames would have to eat half. Edmonton would have to move out a $2.75 million or so contract. You can figure out what we're talking about here. Uh, And I would be willing to move um, a 2024 number one pick and perhaps a former number one like Xavier Borgo to make that happen. I don't know if that's enough for Calgary. Maybe Flames fans would call me a complete idiot for even making that suggestion. I, I, w- I would think the Flames, if they're going to trade Lindholm and if they're going to eat money, have got to get a first-round pick and a, and a first-round pick prior value in the deal. That has to be the minimum return for Calgary. So time will tell. But I'm still big on Broberg and I'm big on Holloway. And they're also big, which is another reason why I like them. You can text us at 780-496-0063. We'll get to some of your texts. We'll get to NHL today. And we'll set up the game day lineup report when we come back in Oilers now. Edmonton and Columbus tonight. It's 418 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 423 in Edmonton. That's going to Ashley Five Floors text line. Good evening, Bob, says Tyler. Please send a big happy birthday to the man himself, Jack Michaels, from our whole crew working up here in Northern Alberta Gas Plant. Go Oilers, go. That one comes to us from Tyler. So there you go, duly noted and done. And uh, Tyler, just know this. Big supporter of oil and gas. We support lots of things. We should support ONG as well in the province of Alberta. Absolutely. It's provided us with uh, uh, an incredible uh, livelihood, to say the least, for many of us out there. Even if you're not directly, you're indirectly benefiting. Trust me. You are. 424 in Edmonton. Let's go to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. And here is Brendan Escott. Some other Canadian content in the league tonight. An all-Canadian matchup. Actually, the Canadians are hosting the Senators in Montreal. Flames have the Blues in town at 7 o'clock tonight. And uh, then, of course, our matchup at 7 against the Blue Jackets with uh, you and Cam on the call of that one. Flyers goaltender, Sherwood Park product, Carter Hart. The latest to take an indefinite leave of absence uh, from his NHL team. He's citing personal reasons for this, and the team right now is not commenting any further. New Jersey signing general manager Tom Fitzgerald to a contract extension, adding president of hockey ops to his title. Seattle activating Philip Grubauer off the injured reserve, so reassigning their other goaltender, Chris Dreger to the American League. Uh, Bakersfield has points in 12 of 13 games. They meet the Barracuda in San Jose tomorrow night. Oil Kings visiting Red Deer on Friday. And the Golden Bears back in action this weekend on the road against the Saskatchewan Huskies.
425 at Edmonton and Scootle Game Day lineup report. It's brought to you by McGuire Financial. You have the right teammates on your side for your financial future. For a free financial consultation, visit mcguirefinancial.ca. It'll be uh, now. Here's what the owners did have an optional today. Here's what they ran with yesterday at practice. Connor McDavid up front with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman. McDavid has 28 points in 14 career games against Columbus. Uh, you don't have to be a rocket surgeon to figure out that's two points per game. Leon Dreisettle with Evander Kane and Warren Fogle. During this 13-game stretch, Fogle and Kane, or Fogle and McLeod have been absolutely critical to Edmonton's success. McLeod will center Yanmark and Derek Ryan. Dylan Holloway with Sam Gagne and Connor Brown. Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece, Matias Ekholm, and Evan Bouchard. They're all playing north of uh, 20 minutes per game right now. Bouchard is the Oilers' time on ice leader at 22.50. Kulak and Dayerney in the third pairing. Stuart Skinner is 17-2, a 1.84 goals against average, 9.32 save percentage over his last 19 starts, and he'll get the call in between the pipes. The Oilers on a 13-game winning streak, plus 27 in goal differential during that time. They're 13-6-1 at home. They're number four in the league in goals for 3.5. Number six in the league in the power play, 25.4. They've gone from 30th to 9th on the penalty killing, uh, and they have the number one expected goals for 5-on-5 five five in the entire league at 58.13. Blue Jackets will have Cole Sillinger, son of Mike Sillinger, who used to work for the Oilers in development. Cole Sillinger with Johnny Goodrow and Yegor uh, Shinnikov. And then it'll be Boone Jenner, who Edmonton passed on back in the 2011 draft. Today, draft David Musil. Boone Jenner with Adam Fentilli, the third overall pick in the 2023 NHL draft. And Jack Rosselbeck, he scored 22 goals a couple years ago. He's got just two this year. He's a pending UFA. Third line center, Dmitry Voronkov's having a very good season for the Blue Jackets. Uh, he'll be with Kent Johnson and Kirill. Marchenko scored 21 goals last season. Sean Corelli with uh, Alexander Tessier and Justin Danforth, an underrated useful depth scorer, has got nine goals this year. Uh, they don't have Zach Rorensky who plays 24 minutes per game. It'll be Severson with Adam Boquist, Ivan Provorov with Andrew Peake, Jake Bean, formerly of the Calgary Hitman, with Eric Goodbranson and the aforementioned Elvis Merzlichkin starts. He's 8-9-6 this year, 3.26 goals against average in a 9.05 save percentage. There is your game day lineup report. It's brought to you by McGuire Financial. Back in about six minutes' time with Jody Shelley, Columbus Blue Jackets broadcaster, off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.